Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. The Ladies of Liberty are here. We'll try to get other updates from Greg Phillips as time goes on. I don't know if it will be today, but I know that most of you listen uh, other days during the week as well. So we'll let you know what's going on with that uh, situation. The leadership in Georgia, there are some questions to ask about what is it, Raffensperger? What the flip is yeah. his name? Yeah, Brad, terrible Raffin. name. Raffensperger. Yeah, whatever. But let's go out to Eric, and then we've got a special guest, Dr. Allen Long, will be on in just a few minutes to talk about the state school board race that he is involved in. But Eric the Duck, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. As my old friend Charlie would say, uh, Scott Bison, how are you this morning? <laughs> Best day of my life, Eric. I hope you're doing well. 52 public schools we got here in Montgomery. Now, I, don't, I know Jefferson County is crawling with but the the the, uh, the 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 kids are moving to Prattville, Elmore County. They're going to different schools. But yet again, we got all these damn schools that have like, I see public buses coming by for schools with three people on a bus. And well, that's, that's not the bunny bus, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, you be, you've been in with politics down there, and you spend a little time down on Bourbon Street, what we call it. That's Dexter Avenue, because okay. K is K. Anyway, uh, but I, I'm just a little bit dumbfounded why, uh, you know, why public education has went to hell in a handbasket, and... They go into Prattville, Elmore County, mostly private schools, which, you know, mm-hmm. They getting so ridiculed. I heard a guy this morning. I won't mention the other network. Raise hell about well, why? Why is it that the taxpayers of Alabama ain't paying to fund private school for underprivileged kids? What? Because of the academics, I think your grades speak for itself. You know, I mean, you, 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 I mean, you got to take St. James Edgewood Academy. You have to. You really have to keep your grades up, you know, and to go in there and just walk in off of, I don't care what public school you come from, but if you walk in there and expecting a handout, you shouldn't be allowed to get it. Now, they're depleting our education. So, and, and I don't know, like I say, you've been in, you've been in, you've been in, in with the legislator and, and, you know, I commend you for that. You should get a, a purple heart. Because uh, it, it's a it's a cat house, but, but my thing, I had Randall last night. Man, I want to give a shout out to my friend. I'm gonna hang up, but uh, Randall, he, you know what, Scott? The more what? he's very compassionate about whatever it is he he gets into, and I love he him. Too. Yeah, he cares about people. And the more he gets compassionate, I'm sitting across the room from him. Hell, before I knew it, I was over in Publix's parking lot just, you know, because he was getting louder and louder. I'm thinking, <laughs> where, do, where do I need to put a buffer at? Because I love him dearly. He's very compassionate, and he's got good facts. He's welcome anytime. Yeah. But, uh, and do you know one, one quick thought? We have what? more state and government employees in Montgomery than we do the Air Force <laughs> and the Reserve. Now well, they, at one time, at one time, Alabama had more government employees than every other, or per, more government employees per capita, per citizen, than every yeah. other southern state. I don't know if that is true anymore, but we got a lot more folks serving a lot fewer people. 
<clears throat> but nobody uh, has fixed that because I think that stat's probably close to it's at least 15 years old. Man, I mean, I, I was in disarray when I couldn't figure out. Well, wait a damn second. We need more. We need more military presence than we do state employees because you know yourself, and you've been there, and you go down there, and a lot of times, half of them are either asleep or on the damn phone. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. I got to go to my guest. Appreciate you, buddy. I didn't disagree. Well, that was just, a nice segue. Yeah. Maybe Dr. Perfect. Long can talk about what he's going to do. Our next guest is Dr. Alan Long, or Alan Long, who's running for the uh, state school board. Alan, uh, we appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what's going on with this race, what you're running for, the whole nine yards, because I know this district, the way they've done the school board districts now, they, they stretch over all over God's creation in the state. So, you know, part of the district may be out of our listening area, but part of it is definitely in our listening area. Yes. Uh, this district I'm running for is the seventh district, and it, it goes from North Jefferson County across to North Tuscaloosa County and then back up to Lawrence, where I live in Lauderdale County. It's got parts of 12 counties in it, 625,000 people. Hmm. So it's a big, big district, as, as they all are. Most of the districts are similar in size, of course. Um, and there are eight districts, uh, therefore eight board members on the state school board, with the uh, governor being the chairman of that board. Well, as you could hear, Alan, from um, our caller, Eric the Duck, and others, and we talk about it on the show a lot, is that um, it's always fascinating to me, and I know you're not running for re-election, you're running to get on the board for the, for the first time, but it, it, is, it is very apparent that we have lost our way when it comes to public education. We lost our way probably at least two decades ago, maybe a little more. Um, people run for office, run for school board, run for governor, run for the legislature. They're all about to fix education. You know, as soon as they get in, they're going to fix education. And we just continue to do basically the same things over and over and over again or, or worse things. And things don't get better. And, and we are for school choice. So if, if you're elected, you know, really, what is it you want to do? What are you passionate about? The direction you want to go? Just just let it all hang out right here on the show. Well, thank you. Um, you know, we I think we all hear more and more over and over that uh, Alabama ranks poorly in, in most metrics for uh, school performance, for education performance. You know, we're somewhere between 39th and 49th, it seems like always... You know, not at the front of the pack, but at the at the rear end of it. But uh, certainly, that that is a priority. There's no question about that. Uh, I think some things that have been recently proposed and some legislation that's been enacted and or is about to be put into action is the Literacy Act. And you know, at some point, you know, the bottom line on education is when a child spends 12, 13 years in the classroom, the minimum at graduation should be the ability to read. And, and that uh, the Literacy Act is not perfect, but it is a great step in the right direction so that if nothing else, when you leave high school, you can at least read at an adult level. Um, now, that, there, there's, there's no easy fix for a lot of things, but in fact, reading has been taught since, you know, the printing press. So we should be able to master reading at some point basic level for every student who graduates or who attends 
uh, high school, whether they graduate or not. But in any event, that is a minimum that we must provide to every student. And then, of course, the, the Numeracy Act, which has also been proposed, and, and that is a, math, a similar requirement that you must, at some point in your education, perform at a minimum level in mathematics. Uh, those two things are basics. You know, we, we should be uh, ashamed of our education system if every child does not leave school with at least the ability to do basic math, to make change at a cash register, uh, and to read. Uh, you can't perform as an individual, and we won't succeed as a state or a nation if our students don't at least get that minimum from their education process. Alan, does, uh, it, does it fascinate you? I, I don't want to break in necessarily, but does it fascinate you that you're running for the state school board and that in 2024, you and I are agreeing and we're talking about, you know, if you're going to graduate from high school from one of our schools, you need to be able to read and do basic math. So what the flip, Sam Hill, have they been doing for the last 20 years? You know, I got in trouble when I was in the legislature, Alan, for I think it was the reading initiative. It was the last time we did the Literacy Act, okay? Mm -hmm. We did the reading initiative. And I got in trouble for saying, you know, I thought we used to call that first grade. And I was the meanest, the biggest jerk, the just a redneck bumpus for thinking that I thought that's what we did. We taught children how to read. <laughs> and so we did the well, reading initiative. And for years we said, woohoo, reading initiative. We're the smartest. We're great. Reading initiative. We'll teach you how to read. Now we're going to do the Literacy Act because we blew that one up. Well, you know, to me, it, it's a little bit embarrassing that the legislature has to step forward to enact a Literacy Act or a Numeracy Act. Correct. have any legislation that addresses education, the state school board and the boards of education should, I think, be taking care of that uh, in, in the system. But in any event, I appreciate the, the state legislature at least addressing what has been a problem for decades, uh, or at least a decade. Um, but, but uh, you know, again, it, it, it ends up when those laws are written, it ends up that the state school board uh, are the either the implementation or the enforcement body for those acts. So, again, it's very important who we elect to the state school board as to whether we do hold the systems, the county and the city school systems, uh, responsible for carrying out those literacy or numeracy acts either. Dr. Long, where do you fall on... Parental rights and transparency in education is a big topic right now. How involved and how much information do you think parents should have uh, the right to to see in terms of curriculum in the classroom or whether it's social emotional learning or uh, health class or sex education? How much um, freedom and transparency would you want parents to have in their uh, Alabama schools? I, I am a strong believer that parents should have 100 uh, percent access and, and transparency to what their students or their children are being taught. Uh, the, the, the student is the number one uh, component of the education system should be always should be. The parent is number two, but the parents should never be left out in knowing being able to learn what's in the curriculum. Um, you know, there's some things that the parent, uh, in some systems, I would absolutely want to opt out of if I knew what my child was being taught. The parents uh, have the 
ultimate responsibility of educating their children and in fact the transparency of what's in the curriculum is tantamount to that knowledge you can't you cannot have a system a school system teaching children something that is adverse to the parents beliefs whether they're you know personal beliefs or, or religious beliefs the school system shouldn't be teaching those kind of things to start with but the parent should have absolute rights know what's in their child's curriculum. That's fair enough. Alan, uh, a couple other things, and I guess they're not questions as much as they are suggestions. I, I have a son who's a junior in high school, and, and all of us have children in the schools. The um, Just a recommendation. I don't think textbooks were so bad <laughs> yeah. back when we used to have them, because if you, if you end up with the teacher whose spiritual gift is not teaching... At least, maybe, possibly, you can learn it from the textbook. Mm -hmm. But uh, kind of the way we're doing it with all our, quote, technology, um, it's just a suggestion. But we want to give you the last word. How do people find out about your campaign, Dr. Long? And I hope they will, uh, you know, consider giving you a look. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I am, uh, of course, my campaign website is D.R. Allen Long, D-R-A-L-E-N. L-O-N-G dot com. Okay. Uh, and they can find me there. Um, I, I would say this, though, as far as in, in closing, as far as the uh, the textbook, you know, everybody has gone to a Chromebook. Uh, and mm -hmm. sometimes I think that, you know, certainly that's okay. Uh, but in some cases, the, uh, the Chromebook gives students access to things. Parents, we talked about transparency a minute ago, gives students access to books. And that uh, I had one parent tell me that that the uh, Chromebook, the uh, library app called Epic EPIC, would only work between the hours of eight and three o'clock in the afternoon. So when the child brought the mm. Chromebook home, the parent couldn't see what was in the library. And in fact, when I went and investigated that, mm. it turned out that there were a lot of inappropriate topics in that library selection. So of course, so, they were interesting. Dr. Long, we got to go, buddy. We appreciate it, man. And uh, maybe we can have you on again sometime soon. But I hope folks will go out and consider your campaign. We'll be back. Welcome back to the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shaver is here. Allison used to be here. Let me close this door. She was here, and uh, she's gone. All right, look. So, I have a question. Is Dr. Long still there? Well, let's find out. He's still on Because I was, oh, I thought he would, maybe, maybe the phone's just not hung up, but. So, we'll check and see on that. Um, I thought we might be done with that. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. It was just the phone system. Yeah. So, what did you ask? Did we want to talk about the shooting? Well. Craig brought it up earlier, uh, the Kansas City. I mean, just for a parade minute. parade shooting? Yeah, it was a parade shooting, mm -hmm. and the and, and he brought up what I was thinking. Which like why good. we don't know everything about him? Why don't Why don't we know everything? Well, the the shooting at Joel Olstein's church, which you know, I'm not for what Joel Olstein preaches. Right, uh, I have my it's issues. Not the no, no, it's just a big, big. Uh, it's a party uh, every weekend. Yeah, what do they call it? Uh, Self help and uh, motivational yeah, speaking. Yeah, yes, exactly. Is what it is. But so someone goes into the church and and. Uh, is going to shoot it up, mm. and it turns out they're transgender or right. something, right. and their gun, they've written on their gun something about Palestine yeah, or something. Yeah, Palestine sticker. So, and then it just goes away. Right. 
It, it just disappeared. Right. And if it had been a Trump sticker right. or whatever, oh, we would still be hearing it till the, till the end of time. And, and that's the thing about the press. The press... Because sometimes they'll, they'll give us this thing about how they're, they didn't lie. No, you just decided what we needed to know and what we didn't need to know. And that's what they do with all this misinformation, disinformation, all these little weird definitions of things. Because they just split hairs. And then like, well, that's not important. You don't need to know about that. Right. You don't need to know about the fact that the, um, the, uh, the computer expert hacks the voting machines in the trial in Georgia. You don't, you don't need to know about that. Americans don't need to know about that. Alabamians don't need to know that a guy with just a stylus, a pen, is like, oh, here, watch, watch me change the results right. on this little voting machine. You know, let me change the files. Because afterwards, it's always like, well, maybe you could change. Maybe if you were brilliant, you could change on the front side, but you could never get back to the real data where the information is recorded. <laughs> and then he changes that, too. And that should have been everywhere news. Right. And it wasn't. No, but what, it wasn't. But what becomes everywhere news is when somebody from the uh, Atlanta urinal and constipation in that right. little ode I thought to, that was uh, really good. That was Rush I loved, I loved that. Mm -hmm. Did he used to call yes. it the urinal and constipation? He sure did. Oh, and rip, Rush. So when they write something, the whole rest of the media picks it up and says that the whole 2,000 Mules movie and all the things that Greg Phillips at all worked on and said and are still saying has been debunked. Yeah, but like, over and over and over for the past, I don't know, four or five years, they're always into, oh, this has been debunked. That was debunked. <laughs> I'm like, you're such a liar. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Some of them aren't. There's the initial liar who writes the article. Right. And then there's the willing, willingly duped who are other reporters who most of them know they're lying but they rationalize it by saying, well, well, I was just referring to what Allison wrote, and Allison is very respected, and if she would write it, I know that I am free to write. They know it's a lie. Right. And They're, they just keep it going, keep it going, and keep it going. What's the quote about a lie has gotten its pants on and is halfway around the world? A, a lie's halfway around the world before the truth's had a chance to get its pants on? Yes. Churchill? Something like Lewis that. Lewis or Churchill said that. But yeah, that's exactly right. Like, they lie. And, and in journalism, like, believe it or not, mm -hmm. I went to journalism. It was in school of journalism in college. If you didn't have your word, and if you couldn't protect your sources, mm -hmm. what did you have? You had nothing. Right. And so this idea that they can just lie, say whatever they want to say, right. and then issue death threats for people who do tell the truth is terrifying. And, and nothing happens to the people who issue death threats to the folks on our side. Nothing. And, and it's not even a news story. And like, and like Greg Phillips said, what they've gotten 12 in the first 25 minutes since these articles started coming out. And if somebody, some crazed person makes a death threat against a leftist, oh, you know about it. Or, or the leftist politician or the leftist activist just says, oh, I really have been getting some death threats. And the press just runs with, oh, he's getting death threats. This guy business is threatening. Oh, all these MAGA people are threatening him, blah, blah, blah. And you say, well, show one to me. No, they can't. No, they can't. Most of half the time they make it up. Our side is getting legitimate threats. I was reading the threat. And like Allison said, it is so bad you can't read it. You can't right. even begin it on the air. 
I think that is a very, very important conversation to have. I don't care what side you're on, is we have got to bring back critical thinking. You have to ask, what is the truth here? Who benefits? Right. Who will be harmed? Why are they saying Why it? Why are they saying it? What is going on? Because it is so impossible almost to have conversations with somebody who believes differently than you mm-hmm. do. And when you do ask that simple, defend your argument right now, mm-hmm. please explain to me where you're getting that information. Help me understand where you're coming from. And they can't, and then they get mad. Mm-hmm. You know you're right. But we've got to do more of that instead of we're always defending ourselves and they never have to. We have to demand that if they issue some nonsense, you know, lie, whatever it is, we've got to demand that they say, give us your sources, please. Right. We've got to do that back. Right. We can't always be like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, I said the wrong thing. Right. Oh I, I, don't, I, 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 I hope you're not offended that I, was, that I was mean so to you. So we have yes. to stop cowering mm-hmm. in fear and demand the truth. Well, we have to. You know, we, we have, a lot of times when we talk about the Second Amendment, we talk about defending ourselves against tyranny, a, tyrann- a tyrannical government or tyranny in general, and people always are like, tyranny? What do you mean, what do you mean tyranny? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Tyranny is what we have in the, the judicial system. Okay, because here's, here's how the story would work. And this, this turned out to be, oh, God, what's the guy's name? He used to fill in for Rush Limbaugh a lot. He's the, the Brit- British-sounding guy, not oh. Starnes. Um, uh, Star, um, is it Stein? Stein. 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 You know, Stein lost a, some yes. sort of libel suit mm-hmm. against one of these climate guys. It's the guy who made the hockey stick thing, temperatures going like this, and if we don't do anything, it's yeah. off the charts. And, and that has been debunked, okay? That was a bunch of bull. The data was bad. He, and that is just wrong. The hockey stick thing is wrong. Well, he would bash the guy. And so he ended up going to court and some court uh, ruled that he owed the scientist like a million bucks or something crazy. Mm. Well, what would happen is if you were saying, hey, look, we don't have a recourse against journalists, is what I'm saying. Lying journalists, and even if you took it to the federal courts today, they would defend the liars because they're on their political side. That is tyranny. Mm. Which is why people like Greg or whoever says, you know what? This would change if we had dueling. <laughs> because you don't get, you know, you don't get federal judge Rumpy Rump defending them. Right. Rumpy Rump. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Why do you think it is that we don't seem to care if people could read or not? Do you, you remember? Because the history we were taught was... You know, all the oppressors didn't want people to read. You know, the people didn't want people to be able to read the Bible. People didn't, you know, uh, slaveholders didn't want the slaves to be able to read. And by golly, we demand it. And they were like, eh, they can't read. We don't care. Is it thousands of kids can't read? We don't care. What are our stats? On reading, I don't even. I don't even. I mean, I know the test scores. Can you trust them? And I know the. It's like a third of Alabamians. Can't okay, look, if, well. if, the, if the Department of Education says, or the state says, and I don't know if it's a third or not, but if they say a third of the state is can't read, a third of the children can't read, what do you think the real number is? Because it's like asking yeah, me, how many times right. did you speed on the way home from the beach, Scott? Two. Eh, maybe <laughs> once or twice. It was really 48. Well, it was really the whole time. 
You know what I'm saying? So if they're admitting to a third, don't you kind of think it's... We're at 44th in the country. But I'm just saying, I mean, do we have any other goals? I don't care if you learn about climate change. I don't care. I don't, I, I don't want them teaching all this crazy. Just teach them to read. It's very simple. Read and do math and don't worry about whether or not they've learned about whoever. Just start that. If you don't have, after that, then you can do some history and other stuff and, you know, start expanding on your education. But do the basics. Mm. And do them well. But I'm around it enough. It, it is, we have rules to fix all the hyperboles. All the outside the box stuff. Oh, there could be that one kid who who you know uh, a seagull ran into the side of his head, and now he has seagullitis, and we spend four hundred thousand dollars to make sure that seagullitis is totally mainstreamed and okay, and all the. And you're like, well, what about the other twenty five kids in the classroom? Oh, yeah, we forgot about them. I mean, education is about all the things out on the tip of the the spectrum, and all the kids sitting in the middle, they're just screwed. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Everything is about the exception, and the majority gets the short end of the stick. I'm sorry. Somebody call me from education and tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. I don't care if you're the superintendent of the whole state or a, or a first grade teacher. Call me. I dare you. I, I, am, I am willing to have that debate. Let's, ro let's rock and roll. Rock and load, what happened rock while and I was outside of the studio. I, you know how I get dogs and little kids yeah. and letting little kids get the short end of the stick, the shaft, however you want to say it, just infuriates me. While all these pointy heads, I'm glad I'm glad Alan Long is running, you know, and is saying, "Hey, look, these are these are problems." Um, but these folks who have been in charge for all these years, they should just be taken out and at best slapped with both sides of your hand, the front side and the back, because they have done nothing. And they've had more money to do nothing yes. than any other and administration it just, and ever. And it just pains me. And my only advice for the folks that are good out there, and there's a lot of good people in the system, you, got, you have to say that, and I, and I know a bunch of them, is... You're look, one of them. You gotta help us say... It's screwed up. Mm. Quit saying, quit keeping it down home cuz. Mm. It's screwed up. We all know it's screwed up. We right. need y'all to help us. I'm about to give up on defending and, and advocating for the education system, to be honest. This is just me because I have, we had anonymous teacher that reached mm -hmm. out. We have- Another person who reached out to me mm -hmm. that we connected with somebody We have else. so many people, teachers, people in the system that reach out and say, Yes, you're exactly right. All these things are happening. It is terrible. I have never been less supported in the classroom. Our right. kids have never been worse off in the classroom. But ba 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 ba. Hey, do you want to come talk about it? Hey, can we do something about? It? Nope. I'm too scared. Yep. I don't want to lose my job. I've got right. five years until I can retire. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm not going to put myself out there anymore if you aren't willing to do the same. Right. I'm kind of over it, actually. No, you know what? Chris is bringing a book back home that he just finished and he mistakenly took into work called Failure of Nerve. Mm -hmm. And it's about that very thing because fear is what mm -hmm. it, people live with. And this is not this is not the time for that. But I'm with you. Yeah. It is very frustrating that we're constantly saying, please, somebody tell us and nobody will. I feel like right. their teachers are abused. Like they're in an abusive relationship. That's what they all yes, act like. Allison. Like, like they can't... They can't tell the truth. They can't come forward. They can't talk about what's happening in their home. 
because they'll get a beating. Like right. there's something if weird. If people knew, they would change the system completely. If they knew how bad it was, they'd give, they'd, they'd, they would do school choice or something crazy. Well, we should be doing that already. But, yeah. the, but the really good teachers, the people who have the gift of teaching, um, they will they will do fine. Is Bill still out there? I wanted to go to Bill. Bill wanted to ask uh, about Bill, elections. Bill has dropped off, but we do have a teacher on the line. Okay, oh, well, let's okay. get a teacher on. And Bill, hopefully you'll call back, man. We just had to get through a couple of those things that were on our minds. Teacher B, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, well, I teach high school, but I have yes, a ma'am. vested interest in elementary school because those are the kids that come to us. Yes, ma'am. And and that reading uh, that they got on the third grade, you know, uh, requirement is wonderful. But if we don't get our kids off of uh, cell phones and classrooms, um, yes, they're going to be illiterate. Um, it, it, we're probably one and a half to two generations away from someone picking a book up and saying, this is a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Teacher because B, I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. I mean, you're right there in it. And, well, tell me, tell me, uh, golly. Yeah, ask why, her all the so questions. Many questions. Why do you think, I mean, you know that they know which kids can't read in elementary school. Sure. They, they know sure. it. You know it day one when they get to you in high sure. school. Why did we keep promoting them? My, my theory well, is we promoted them because we don't. Because if we failed everyone who can't read, people would go, what the heck is going on down there? Mm-hmm. Right. We've got to pour more money into preschool. We've got to pour more money into uh, the first three years. Um, and I can tell you that sometimes there are parents who bring a child, because I do have extensive experience at a K-12 school. So I can tell mm-hmm. you there are parents who are bringing their children to school. Some of them, I don't want to say they've been in a box, but they've done nothing with them. And now that social media is out there parents are more and more they're younger and they're getting you know they're on social media and they have internet orphans Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. we get those kids who we've got to teach them everything their name their birth date their address their parents last Mm -hmm. name um how to write their name things that my kids and your kids probably knew how to do when they were four and five so um can can i ask you another question teacher b yeah. Do we, because I, I, I think I know how we do it, but do we take those children, say, I don't know what percentage those are. We'll, we'll say there's 100 kids in the first grade at a, at a school. 25 of the kids are in that category. Do we put that whole 25 in one class or do we spread them across all the classes so every class has to wait on them to learn what their name is, what their address is, what a okay, pencil so, uh, is? Or do we do we, do we separate them out I'm, and focus? Started where you know with the tracking and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, with the risk of making people mad, we've got to put them together. But we've got to put more adults in that room with them. Mm-hmm. We've got to give them some more, uh, you know, two and three to a small group. We've got to get. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind if they took money away from from high school. Don't take it away from the. The, uh, the trades and the, and the tech schools because we right. need that. We need kids that can come out of school to work with their hands and how about we have, how to work uh, with their How about we have one less counselor and we pay senior citizens to come in and read with the little kids? Yes, we do any of that. Um, but, but yes, you're correct about socially promoting students. If you have, if we get a kid in high school that has been, that has failed twice, they're now yes, in sir. danger of being 17 in the, uh-huh. in the ninth grade and I can tell you one of my, I didn't teach math, but 
Hey, teacher B, we got to we got to carry you over or let you go. Either one, you are more than welcome to stay. I'm loving the conversation. We'll be back. Welcome back in the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, and we have our uh, our contact on the other side in education giving us an update. Is this where I tell people that we had to put her voice through a voice modulator so no one would recognize yes, her? that's right. I'm just pretending, Teacher B, but uh, welcome back to the program, and thank you for calling and giving us a little bit of a, an inside look and, and your perspective on education. Well, thank you. It's, it's, it's almost 30 years, and I've been in the classroom the whole time. So I'll say that um, what I was telling you is if you hold a child back two times and then they're in the ninth grade and they're 17, that's a... That's a what, teacher B? If you hold a child back for two years, they uh-huh. should be 15 in the ninth grade. But if they're 17 yes, in the ninth grade, that equals the dropout all day long. So uh, okay. There, no one wants to be 17 in the ninth grade. And, and I, uh, I mean, I've seen it time and time again. So what I'll say it makes is... makes a mighty good football got, player, teacher B. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know what? We can't... We can't we can't have uh, water boy. What is that? The water boy. What, what was that? <laughs> the water boy. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that. My mama said. My mama, mama said. My mama said. Yeah, we. She we've got to get them on grade level when they're young. So I applaud the state for that. I mean, my background's not in elementary ed, but I, I applaud them for for plugging the hole. And now we've got to get kids off. Uh, you know, you go to a restaurant, you see kids, little kids, on cell phones, and they're playing games, and they're not. They're, they're not taken to the library. They're not doing the things that they know. You know, it's, it's really sad. Teacher B, what would you say you've been teaching for 30 years? And when you look back when you started at the kids in your classroom or just how your classroom was run or just the, you know, how a school was run, what is the biggest difference between then and now? Okay, so when I first started teaching, my students at an impoverished, gang-infested school, whatever you want to call it, could write an eight-page research paper. Now I'm, I'm I'm lucky if I can get five paragraphs. Wow, that's depressing. And I'm telling you, my kids 28 years ago that some of them are doctors and lawyers. They didn't start out with much, but but they had parents at home that were saying, "Hey, you're going to get your lesson." Of course, the teachers, you know, they want to blame the teachers. You want to mm-hmm. blame the teachers because of the outcome, but the income is there too. We've got to get kids that are coming to us that can read, will read. We, we, no, I, I, th- I think you hit it on the second time, Teacher B. It, it's the willingness. I, I Look, I'm not for it. I want parents to care about their kids. I can't imagine uh, we read to our children. We did all, all those things because that was spending time with them as well. But it, I think it's the big thing is the willingness. My experience is that children come to the school and their parents don't care if they learn anything. Some of the parents don't, don't necessarily want them to learn anything. So even if they come unprepared for day one, it's just the willingness and the, hey, my child will behave. I hope my child learns. I, I think that's the big problem. It's like they don't even want an education. Yep, I think you're right. And it's a challenge. It's always been a challenge, but now it's a bigger challenge because, yes, yep. you do. I, I would say not a third are not reading. I, I'm going to say it's more like 45, 50%. There we go. Oh, my gosh. I think you're probably right. If you could uh, change, and, I, I know we're running out of time, but if you could change one thing at your high school, take away or add one thing that you think would make a difference, what would it be? Say paddling. Say paddling. Um, a yonder couch <laughs> where students' cell phones are locked up. Yeah. 
It's like the easiest fix ever. And even in Shelby County, they They will not take those phones away from the kids. And hey, can we jam them? I'm going to go ahead and say lock mine up too. I was 33 before I got my first cell phone. I'll make it. You got it. Oh. Teacher B, hey, well, don't be a stranger. Please call us Thank and give you. us updates. And if I, I go on a rant and give Yes, ma'am, you too. If I rant about education and I'm off slightly, please uh, let me know. Wait, if you're off a lot, don't call. I'm not going to be off a lot. <laughs> I might miss it. I appreciate your confidence, at one sir. school, but on the big picture, I'm on. I'm, That's I'm, fantastic. I am dead on. To have her call He's Scott today. Bison. <laughs> he knows or it Mr. All. Beeston. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to Mr. bring y'all my, my Valentine's cards that I got. They're fantastic. So cute. Miss Love will be up on the other side. Y'all don't want to miss it. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back.